What is up, Saber Nation? We are back into the den for episode three of our San Diego Sabres podcast. My name is Andrew Allegre, joined again, as always, by my brother. How are you doing today, Austin? We're doing all right, man. We're doing good. It's October. We're out of September. We can wake up Green Day now. October's begun. Hockey is ready to start. Training camp has begun, and we are underway, guys. Training camp has indeed begun. We had our preseason, pre-training camp meeting this past weekend. Last time we talked to you guys, we had just begun to move everything from Icebox Escondido over to the new rink in Carlsbad. From the point of that last recording until now, the locker room has really started to come together. Most of the stalls are built. Showers getting built in there. It's really coming along. It's looking real nice in there, real nice of Ice Town. You know that area that we're in now. Kind of, it was just like a hallway kind of slash storage closet, and to see them transform that into a new locker room in the span of almost a month. But here we are. You know, we got a locker room going, and we have two separate locker rooms to keep up with social distancing. It's looking great out there right now, and game day is going to be a great experience, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't wait to be able to welcome fans into the arena finally after all this time. Feels like forever since the last time I got to call a live hockey game. I guess it has almost been like since February now. I don't think we played a game in March, did we? Uh, I think we uh, one or two games in March because the week before Valencia had forfeited a match due to they just didn't want to play. And so that next week... We came again, and we thought they forfeited again, but no, the league had told us the season was canceled. Yep, and that was a turbulent time. I'm glad that we now have found our bearings as a franchise. You know, we're here in the USPHL, ready to get the season going. And like I said, had our preseason meeting this past weekend. All the players, for the most part, are now in town, getting situated with their living arrangements. So, you know, getting to see all the guys together for the first time, that's always fun. That's always a fun part of the season, getting to have conversations with these guys that come in from all different walks of life. You know, obviously we have some kids from California. We got plenty of Canadians. We got actually seems like a solid amount of East Coast guys this year. And last year it wasn't the case. It was mostly Euros, Canadians, and Californians, it seemed. And one Minnesotan, of course, shout out to our boy Olson. Olsen. But yeah, this is always a fun part of the process of beginning a new season and seeing these guys get closer together and, you know, just being able to pick their brains for the first times, asking them, you know, just anything regarding hockey and seeing, you know, what makes them tick at hockey players are all very different people. You know, when they all get together in a group, they all really gel together when they're off the ice. But talking to them one-on-one, like these guys are all very different. We all talk different. They're all from different parts of the country, you know. And from the interviews so far, these guys all seem like individuals. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a bunch of cookie-cutter hockey players. Like this is a bunch of individuals that are meshing together to become one grand unit and to be successful for the San Diego Sabres. Yeah, it's definitely got that. I say this for lack of a better phrase. got that Hallmark kind of movie feeling to it. You know, these guys coming from all these different areas, never meeting each other before. Only like maybe one or two of them have played together before. But, you know, they come in and immediately these guys are forming that brotherhood that you need to have with a team in order to be successful. Because if these guys hate each other off the ice, they're definitely not going to work together on the ice. And that's going to lead to bad hockey for fans, for the league, for the team. And going back to how you said there's a lot more East Coast guys this year, it's great having that East Coast presence. In the previous league that was only the western half of the United States, 
it was really hard to have someone from Boston, for example, even know who we were. So now that we're in this new league and we're nationwide, it's going to be a good exposure in a way. Because then for the next few seasons, this could be a guinea pig season right now. This is our first time in this league. But after this season, people are going to start knowing who the San Diego Sabres are. We can start getting kids from Florida. We can start getting kids from Toronto. We can start getting kids from up in the up in the point of Maine. Like it could be insane how many kids we can get from the East Coast now. Yeah, with the reach we have in this new league, anything is possible, man. We'll see where we go from here. I agree. It is going to be interesting to have that East Coast grit. Everywhere in the world, like plays a little bit different style of hockey and has a little bit different mentality that's beaten into them for the time that they're kids until they're at this point when they're coming into juniors. So just looking forward to see how this all comes together over the next couple of weeks. We are also only a few short weeks away from our first exhibition games where we'll actually see some real hockey games being played. I know some of the rest of the league has already started. Ogden's played a couple games. Northern Colorado's played some games. Most of the teams on the East Coast have already played a series or two now as well. So the schedule is working its way over to the West Coast, and we're going to be getting started up real soon. The exhibition games are going to be real fun. One home game, one away game against Anaheim Avalanche. The Ontario Avalanche of Anaheim. Perfect. <laughs> Classic Western rival. Ever since I began going there, I can't even count how far back this rivalry goes. No matter what, there's always one guy – Either he used to play for the Sabres, has played with a guy who's on the Sabres. So that rivalry runs deep. And those can be some pretty fun games to watch. Absolutely. Can't wait to get these rivalry games started back up. So guys, we're going to jump into our interview. We've got an interview duo with us this time. Not a brotherly duo like the Travises. We've got Riley Moyer and Weston Olson. We're going to go ahead and turn it over to that interview now. Enjoy. All right. Next up into the den, we've got two Sabres, one returning, one new, Weston Olson and Riley Moyer. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Can't complain. Doing all right. Doing all right. Nice. How has training camp started off for you guys? (laughs) Uh, it's It's been a bit of a grind as expected. You know, every team you go to, it's always a grind. First week or two. Got to get all the boys in shape, but I think all the boys are getting together and we're all gelling and getting close. So it's going pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's the best you can hope for after the first couple of days of training camp. You know, you're all going to be working your ass off, sweating your ass off, and you're all learning each other too. So, right, right. It's nice. You know, a lot of us live together in the apartment complex. So we get to hang out after practice and get to know each other. It translates mm-hmm. on the ice. So it's good. Get to compare who has the sorest legs by the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> It's really all legs. No upper body lately. A lot of legs. Those stairs up to the apartment are killer. Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty killer. Yeah. So we have to carry our bag up the stairs. You know, at the end of the day, it's just not what you want to do. Yeah. I was already thinking myself, man, the walk up the stairs after a loss would be even Uh, tough for me, you know, to the coach's house. And man, I can't even imagine actually playing and having to walk up those stairs. Right, right. It's tough. We just keep the trash can up at the top of the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) Man, you guys got lucky with the uh, 95-degree heat in the fall this week, huh? How lucky. I mean, I'm pretty acclimated to it already because I live in the the Palm Springs, Coachella Valley area. Oh, dude, so this is nothing for you, man. Yeah, this is a great (laughs) point. Yeah, it's a bit the opposite for me. So I'm from Buffalo, New York. So it's, it's like probably like 50 degrees there right now, 60 degrees. It's not too bad. Dang, but pretty, I wish. Pretty soon, yeah. pretty soon it'll be snow. So I'm glad I'm here. 
for both of you, Weston, since uh, you're from the Palm Springs area, how do you feel about the AHL moving their an expansion team into the Palm Springs area? I think it's great for the game of hockey, especially in our area. It's, it's been growing gradually over the years, and I think once they move that rink there, it's just going to take off. I'm, I'm very excited to see the area where I grew up grow into something that I love. It's always good to see California getting more into that hockey uh, attitude that you're not traditionally known for here in California. As compared to you, Riley, you know, Buffalo, New York, you got all kinds of hockey out there. So many leagues that you don't even know which ones to pick half the time. So how would you compare your hockey experience in Buffalo to what you've seen in California so far? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a complete different thing. Like, there's so much hockey out there. Like, around here, there's definitely – the game's growing around here, which is awesome. There's a lot of youth teams and a lot of rinks around. But, like, in Buffalo, we have – we probably have, like, 10 rinks, you know, within, like, 20, 30 minutes of me. We have rinks everywhere. There's so – everyone plays hockey. It's just – it's more of a culture out there. But it seems out here it's getting pretty big, and it's awesome. Definitely. It's good to see California get more into it, especially mm-hmm. now since some California teams are getting pretty good. So yeah, it's been, uh, been able to keep up with those East Coast and Midwest teams a bit more. Yeah, we get West Coast kids on my teams in the past, and they're always <laughs> top guys on the team. They're always very good. So definitely producing a lot out here for sure. So something that I haven't really been able to ask a lot of people. So since you're from the East Coast, have you noticed players coming over there from the West play a specific way that's different from what you're used to or different from the Canadians? In the U.S., I think it's a very similar, like East Coast, West Coast. I feel like a lot of the guys play the same. And then you look at the Canadian guys. I think that that's where it's a little bit different in their game. They're a lot, they play more of that skill game in the U.S. I feel like is a little bit more meat and potatoes. You know what I mean? But I think from what I've seen, like East Coast, West Coast, a very similar playing style. It's not too much different. But it's definitely cool to be out here and meet all of these guys different, you know. But it's cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, this year, obviously, with coronavirus, everything is super different. We haven't been able to predict anything that's happened since March. Right. The team makeup this year is a little bit different because we've historically had a little bit more of a European presence with the Sabres. And it's a bit harder to get over here from Europe right now. How do you think that this season is going to be different given that you're going to have pretty much all of your players from North America? And last year, coach was from the Czech Republic as well. And now we have an American coach. You know, there's just going to be some turnover. What do you think is going to be the biggest difference? Well, I mean, there is different styles of play with different types of coaches. And I'm getting to know Coach Don pretty well, and I'm, I'm really confident in him. And I think when it comes to our players and the different style of play, it's completely different over in Europe to where they're super quick, very skill-based. So this year we're just going to have to grind a little bit harder. And uh, like he said, we're going to have to focus on that meat of potatoes and just play hard and play tough. And I know Dom said in the preseason meeting this past weekend that he wants to be the most well-conditioned team in the USPHL. So, so far in three days of training camp, what have you seen that's been different from last season? Well, like he said, we're definitely going to be the best well-trained team there is, best condition there is, because he's he's running us hard, but it's good. I look forward to seeing where we go this year. Yeah, for sure. It's exciting. So Riley, what have you what have you been looking forward to before you came out here in California? And have you gotten to actually experience anything yet, or has it been all hockey? I mean, yeah. Besides, I mean, I came here a week early with my mom, so we flew out and we stayed in Carlsbad, and we got to go to a bunch of beaches. We went downtown San Diego. We went up to LA for a day, like a little day trip to LA, Malibu, just check it out. This is the first time I've ever been to the West Coast, so it's all so new to me. It's super awesome. It's so sweet out here. I love it. I'm jealous of you Take guys. Take it in, man. 
it's one of those things where you don't expect the beach to look so different until you yeah. get here and you're like wow it is a complete different look of the beach as the atlantic and the pacific right like i go to the jersey shore you know every summer it's it, i thought it was gonna be like the same but it's not <laughs> not even close like the weather here is just every day is the same you're like wow i didn't know there couldn't be clouds at the beach <laughs> yeah it was literally just <laughs> 75 and sunny every day or today it's like 90 but you know what i mean yeah, just that right there. It's October first, yeah. and it's ninety degrees outside. That's a little bit of a culture shock. Yes, yeah, it is. Is this going to be your first winter of your life without snow? Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a winter of snow. Yeah, it's it's going to be weird, but I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be weird going home for break, but yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be one thing. That'll be a plus on going up the stairs to the apartment win or lose. You're not going to have to worry about them being icy. Yeah, yeah. Don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Almost fell yesterday, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, admittedly, those stairs are big. If you don't pick up your feet, you're going to fall. Yeah, I was carrying all my goalie equipment up the stairs, and it was, you know, sometimes you trip. But, yeah. Oh, man, you got goalie equipment, too. That's even worse than regular. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's tough, but you make it work. Luckily, with the balcony, though, you guys have somewhere to dry your stuff out instead of leaving yeah. it in the house. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that's the only place we really can fit it at this point is on the balcony. So, and it's perfect. It's all, you don't have to worry about rain, really. It never rains. So, we just leave it out there. Works great. So, for both of you guys, how have you kept yourself busy during quarantine? I know how it's been in California, like rules and regulations wise, but I'm not exactly sure how it was in New York. I mean, it was tough at first. Sat home all day and watched TV. It got old pretty fast. But eventually, I was able to get a job doing landscaping, which we were allowed to do because it was outside and whatnot. So it kept me busy. I wasn't too bored during all of quarantine. But in the beginning, it was tough for sure. For me, just like him, first couple of weeks, just sat at home, watched TV, sat on the couch like a lazy bum. Yeah. And then uh, it just it clicked. Like I can't just not do nothing for months. And I started getting in the gym, getting bigger and stronger. And I mean, I I would go to work come home, eat, lift, maybe do some homework. But that was my life for months at a time. And I think it's for the best. Yeah, I think uh, when this all started back in March, we all kind of expected like four weeks of that. And now here we are in October. Yeah, yeah. I did not think it would affect the season. Like when it first happened, like when they started canceling, like March Madness got canceled. I couldn't believe it. What? I was in denial for as long as I could be about all that. Because I was like, oh, there's no way that they're going to cancel the baseball season. There's no way they're going to cancel March Madness. Once you started doing that, I was like, oh, oh God. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, this is really real. Yeah. Yeah, Here we are in October still trying to adjust to it. It's crazy. Yeah. On the flip side, though, it is good to be having our sports back because that definitely made staying at home watching TV a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to get back into the routine, too, of getting back on the ice every day and stuff. It feels so great. It's been since, like, February or March since we played, so it feels great. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Like what Coach Dom and Coach Mike were saying over at the uh, meeting, this is your job, basically. So I feel like it's good to be back into, like, that routine of having, you know, wake up, practice, scrimmage, game, whatever, or weekend. you got that game-to-day mentality. It's just something you didn't have at all these past four or five months that now you get to have again. And obviously, we are fortunate enough to be having that. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it just makes us want to work even harder. You never mm-hmm. know when it could end or something can go south. You just got to work as hard as you can and grind for the moment. Right, exactly. exactly. I think we've all been missing that serotonin rush of game day. Yeah. It feels like it's been so long. Yeah, I miss it. I miss it. Going back to that meeting the other day, Coach Don was saying a lot about the uh, safety procedures for this season, including you know daily temperature checks, well-being. 
staying in our own little bubble. So it's good that you guys are in the same apartment complex. So you guys still have your same quote unquote bubble. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to react this season with these new guidelines in place compared to how you would a normal season? Because normally, you know, a team would go out, bond a little bit, but now that you guys can only really kind of hang out with yourselves, uh, how do you think, do you think it'll change like the camaraderie at all this year? I, I mean, I don't know. Like we're already like, I can already tell it's been like not even a week. And we're already so close. All the boys in all the apartments, like, we get together and hang out. Like, and it's great. We can go to the beach. And I feel like that's pretty socially, like, stay distant. Like, you can go on the beach outside, hang out, like, enjoy weather. Like, yeah. I think it'll be fine, you know? Yeah, I have to do things for the better because we, we're spending so much time together that it, yeah. it's going to translate right onto the ice, for sure. Perfect. Yeah, so then you don't have to worry about the distraction of outside people or, like, a guy gets a girlfriend or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that typical thing that could be the end of it all. Right. Right. <laughs> we had to be careful, you know? Yeah. So Riley, being from Buffalo, are you a Sabres guy or are you going somewhere else in New York? Huge Sabres fan. In and out for sure. That was pretty cool. Like, I guess it was a coincidence, but yeah, now I'm playing for the Sabres. So it's funny, you know? Yeah. yeah I was going to ask Sabres. if that, if that influenced <laughs> you a little bit, you're like, Hmm, just switch the R and the E, you know? We were we were just talking about that because our Wi-Fi password had the word Saber in it. So we were like, oh, Dom, which one is it? Like R-E or E-R? And he didn't realize that. I was like, it was different. I yeah. never I never even yeah. knew. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's definitely been pretty bad being a Sabres fan lately, though. Not going to lie. But hopefully it'll turn around soon. Buffalo Sabres, that is, not San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been pretty good to be a San Diego Sabres <laughs> yeah. fan lately. Yeah, the Buffalo Sabres you know, yeah. they're so talented, and yeah. we all know how good Jack Eichel is and Middlestat and right. Skinner. Man, he's been sick since he came over from Carolina. Yeah. They always seem to go on a heater within, like, a 15-game stretch where you think they're going to be dangerous and then yeah. just completely shit the bed at the end of the now, season. Especially, especially the people in Buffalo. You know, we love the Sabres so much that, you know, when they go on that heater, everyone's like Stanley Cup immediately. Everyone thinks Stanley Cup. And then they go right back down again, and then everyone just hates them, and it's just, yeah. Well, I mean, we see how the fans in Buffalo are with the Bills. We can see how crazy they get, so I can only imagine how a Sabres fan would go. The the Bills is another level, especially now that we're actually pretty good, you know, if they're (laughs) 3-0. It's definitely awesome. It sucks I'm not there to – I guess we can't go to the games anyways, right? But Yeah. It's all right, man. We can can still break some folding tables here in San Diego. It's all right. After our first dub. No jumps and tables. You're lucky. Um, he's going to be stoked that I said this, but uh, mine and Andrew's dad, he's about the only Buffalo Bills fan you're ever going to find here on the West Coast. So there we go. You have security for us. So you got you have one Buffalo Bills fan with you. There we go. Roll Mafia. So, Wes, being from Palm Springs and getting that new AHL team, I didn't know if you already had a favorite NHL team or now maybe you're going to jump ship and go to Seattle since it's going to be your hometown affiliate. So my dad's family is from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So I grew up an Oilers fan. I always have been. And they may not be the best team, but I'm still rooting for them. So still a true fan. Good to hear, though, man. That's another team that's kind of like in the same boat as the Sabres. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a lot of young and quick guys. You got McDavid. Yeah, I got McDavid. Yeah, I was going to say, you got there McDavid. You go. Just got to <laughs> figure out that goalie situation yeah. in Edmonton. That's the only thing. That Koskinen yeah. contract might be brutal. Yeah, yeah, right. How are you going to let your GM sign a goalie to a four-year deal and then fire him like in the same week? Definitely some stuff they need to get together. Who's yeah. a player that you guys model your game after, whether it be like somebody current or somebody in the past? You know, you watch film on guys. 
That's a good question. A lot of good ones. I mean, my favorite guy growing up was Ryan Miller for obvious reasons. He was like the one that got me into playing goalie. So I always like him and I was a big Hashtag guy. Like I loved watching videos of Hashtag. His highlight reel is unbelievable. I don't know. I just really like that stuff. And like currently I really like uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is one of my favorites right now for sure. He's always been one of my favorites. I guess. Oh man. Yeah, he's awesome. His playing style and the way he like acts like his personality i just love it so definitely some drama going on with him in vegas this postseason too we'll see how that pans out robin leonard you know stealing the show there so i don't know we'll see i think someone that i would like to model and take a couple things away from his game is brent burns he's a great defensive offensive player and i think that's something that i lack and that i really want to improve this season so i've been watching and learning a lot of his stuff we'll see yeah, Brett Burns, you just never know what that guy's going to do. But whenever he's out near the point, you got to watch out for that slapper because that dude can let him rip. He's a mutant. He definitely puts some points on the board, and yeah. that's what I'm looking to do this year. So we're all looking for people to do this year. Yeah. yeah. So do you guys have any specific goals for yourself this season? I mean, whether it be a points goal, I want to miss less than five games, anything of the sort. Do you have anything personally that if you hit this season, you'll feel good about yourself and how 2020 went? For me, this is my third and last year of junior hockey. So for me, like, I guess the bigger picture is just I just really want to win, like, and win a championship or, you know, go far, you know. The past two seasons, team I've been on is not very good. So I just, I just really want to be in a winning culture and end on a high note this year. I think that's my biggest goal, hopefully bring a championship here. I think for me, I want to be able to get to the end of the season and know that I worked as hard as I could and did the best I could and stay healthy while doing it. That was a big yeah. thing for me last year. Is I was I was a Band-Aid, and I, it sucked being in and out of games and not being able to play, being on the injured list. But this year, I'm really focusing on – staying healthy and taking care of my body. That way I can do the best I can. That was a rotating door of injuries with the Sabres last year. It seemed like every weekend somebody else was coming into the lineup. Somebody else was getting scratched. And that's how it is with any hockey team, of course. But it was always cool last year to have the next man up mentality. And no matter who came in to whatever line, we were confident that we were going to be able to get the job done, especially in the second half of the season, because as you know, Weston, how hot we were those last two months going into the playoffs that eventually didn't happen. Yeah. But, you know, finishing 31 and 17 after uh, the past couple of seasons, you know, three years ago, we won five games, five and 42. Obviously, we're all looking to continue that trend upwards this season, especially in a new league. You're looking at our records from the past years. We've only gone up and up and I expect to double our record this year. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely. And like you were saying, you know, he didn't get much ice time last year, Wes, but, you know, I can recall screaming your name over the intercom a few times last season. So he <laughs> definitely made an impact for the times you were in there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So got a couple more here for you. We're going to start wrapping up. Do you guys have favorite sports outside of hockey? I know up in Buffalo, you guys got the Blue Jays this year, and that was pretty different. Yeah, that's it was cool. It sucked we couldn't go watch, but, I mean, it's definitely cool, you know, and they're in the playoffs, right? So. They can win the World Series in Buffalo, you know. First championship to happen in Buffalo, that'd be really cool. But, yeah, I've definitely been a Blue Jays fan a while because they're the closest team to us and it's not too far. But, yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I actually have been to Buffalo. How long does it take to get to the uh, Rogers Center? Uh, depending on, like, the bridge traffic and all that, probably like an hour, hour and a half. really depends on how bad the bridge is and the traffic on the QEW. But I would imagine uh, Canadian customs are a little bit easier than Mexican customs. 
Yeah, I mean, I've never tried the Mexican border, but the Canadian one is pretty easy nowadays because of COVID. You can't really get across it unless you have a really, really good reason to. But and for me, we didn't have hockey in the Coachella Valley, and so I played a lot of different sports. I mean, I played played soccer for a bit. I was really big in basketball and baseball. Those are my sports. But it's definitely good to have those sports that are cross training that make me better yeah, in hockey. Definitely, and, definitely get you bigger and more bulky on the ice. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, just different movements, like different ways that you move and practice in different sports. Like, you know, there's been a lot of football players that when they play basketball and move to football, like Antonio Gates, it's like you're in the paint and you just got to like bounce off your defenders and get away to make a quote unquote basket in the NFL. You know what I mean? It helps you. It helps their footwork. So uh, it definitely does. So great for kids nowadays to play like three or four different sports, you know, just play everything and learn all different kinds of stuff yeah. and so much better than yeah. just playing hockey for 15 years of your life. Like yeah. you to take something yeah. from every sport you play and combine it all into one and be the best player you can. I'm going to get you guys out of here with this last question that I asked for everybody. If you could choose one player anytime in NHL history to be your line mate, whether it be a defenseman, whether yeah. it be another goalie, whether it be a forward. I guess for me, it'd be a little different because I'm a goalie. So I'd want, you know, I'm thinking like a big meat and potatoes defenseman that's just going to block shots for me and, you know, like just clear the house in front of the net so I can see pucks. Like a guy like that, like a Chris Pronger type guy, you know what I mean? Like just a big dude that just eats pucks, hits bodies, like that kind of guy. That's why I like a defenseman, a guy like Weston here. That's why I like (laughs) Pronger is a bastard when he was playing too, man. That was not a guy you'd want to mess with. And that's, I'm sure that's, uh, (laughs) it eases your mind as a goaltender to know that you got a guy in front of you that's going to stand up for you if you get iced. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's the the best feeling in the world having a guy like that playing in front of you. So, yeah, when when I'm playing defense, no one's going to be able to touch him this year. (laughs) Perfect. Because I was thinking Chris Pronger, too. Yeah, George Leroy. I don't know. There's just so many, and my brain doesn't work that fast. Uh, Even Brett Burns, like you said earlier, is another good one, too. I think someone that I would like to play with would be, like, Zidane Ochara, because he's so big and he's so intimidating to the other team. He kind of reminds me of the player we had on our team for a bit last year, his name was Every time he stepped on the ice, everyone was shaking in their boots. It'd be great to play with someone like that. I want to be that guy, too. Yeah, man. No kidding about Axel last year. Oh, my gosh. That dude was a tree. Yes, he was a beast of a man. (laughs) Shout out to the country of Sweden. Well, guys, appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day. Before you go to day four of training camp, I'm sure we will all be in touch very soon. I'll be at the rink sometime soon to take pictures and whatnot. Probably get some more in-rink interviews for the Instagram page and stuff. So, again... Thanks both of you guys and best of luck over the rest of camp. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Yeah. For sure. Our pleasure, guys. Roll Sabres. Yep. yep. Have Roll a good one. Roll Sabres. All right. Thanks again to Riley and Weston for joining us today, right before practice. You know, I'm sure those guys could have been sitting around vegging and doing nothing before they go and work their ass off. But like I said, appreciate them taking the time out of their day today to be on the podcast with us. Going to head into our wrap-up now. Um, Austin, you got any final thoughts on this one? Uh, Yeah, I just want to say to all the fans listening, to everyone listening, including players, players, families, spread the word, guys. We are going to be playing soon. 
Icetown Carlsbad. Tell everyone you know, be there every weekend. Tell everyone tune in on Hockey TV. Have everyone follow the Instagram at SD Sabres Hockey Facebook page. Sooner or later, we're going to start posting way more on there. Start having exclusive player interviews. We had a few on the stories the other day. Can't wait to see you guys. Hashtag roll Sabres everywhere. Let's make it happen, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, just to echo what you're saying, Austin, it's been fun to see the engagement we've been getting off of this podcast already. And I'm glad that everyone that's been listening to it so far has been enjoying it. And we're going to continue to pump these out. But also, as Austin said, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you're listening to this podcast right now on Spotify, please unlock your phone, click that subscribe button. Those numbers really matter to us. They matter in the grand spectrum of Spotify and all that when it comes to sponsorships and whatnot. So got to pump those subscriptions up as much as we can. Please hit that subscribe button. Please follow us on Instagram. Send all of our posts to your friends. Players, have your family members follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, all that. And also to the players, I look forward to talking to the rest of you guys over the next coming weeks and getting to know you all in a game setting and outside of the game setting, getting you here on the podcast. All you non-local families, I want to see you guys in your Sabres gear. Even if you don't have any yet, wear the black, wear the gold, wear any yellow. Get the face paint going. If a dad takes his shirt off and it says Sabres on his chest, I'm all for that. Post that. Tag us, guys. We want to see that stuff. We will put it on our stories if we see it. Which reminds me, out of towners and in towners, I guess. But the Sabres team store is going to be live very soon. And you'll be able to get your Sabres gear, including Sabres face masks, of course. Be on the lookout for that soon. We'll be sure to announce on social media when that is officially live. I know last year that was something that we were missing. And so we wanted to make sure that we took care of that this year so everybody can get their Sabres gear wherever that they need it. So that is going to wrap up our third episode of this San Diego Sabres podcast. My name is Andrew Allegre. And my name is Austin Allegre. Number three in the books, guys. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And we'll see you guys next time on our next trip into the den. Roll Sabres.